Hey, I'm Maria Spear Alice, and I hate rushing. It never yields good things to rush, whether it's rushing to finish a client project or rushing to put on eyeliner. But when we have 10,000 things on our minds at any given moment, it's hard not to fall into that habit. I've had a lot of very specific technical training in my life, hello music school and law school, but none of that training prepared me for being a business owner, a lawyer, a wife, a mom, or really just a functional adult woman with a huge to-do list. I'm no guru, but I created Don't Rush Me as a way to talk more about the slow, simple tools you can start using today to make your life and business life a little easier. So whether you're a healer, a coach, or a business owner, a professional craving that slowdown, come with me as we learn about the small, easy things that can make a huge difference in your mind, body, or business. If you identify as kind of a high achiever, you've got goals, you've got things that you want to do in the world, you want to make a difference, and you kind of find yourself go, 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 or at least holding yourself to a high standard and and it's hard for you to sit still it's hard for you to slow down it's hard for you to take a nap hi i'm raising my hand i hate taking naps you need to listen to this episode because lauren lazchak is an amazing joyful light in this world and she has brought me so much light into my life lauren is a four-time female founder and business coach who guides other female founders into a deeper exploration of themselves and the impact they're capable of having through their business while living a slow, intentional life. I have Lauren to thank for so many of uh, habits that have become habits today just by virtue of working with her. She's also a trauma-informed breathwork facilitator. She's a host of retreats and healing circles, a wife, a mama who knows what it takes to start and scale six-figure business in a way that doesn't compromise your natural rhythm, your human design, or your divine feminine. And you'll hear Lauren and I dive into what it means to find your natural rhythm, how human design plays into it, what divine feminine is, and how it doesn't mean necessarily abandoning those more go-getter achievement qualities that you might think drives you, but rather incorporating a little bit more stillness and a little bit more presence into your life and what that can open up in you and what, like I said, has become a habit for me as a quote-unquote high achiever slash woman with goals, right? But of course, before we dive into my conversation with Lauren, here is your history lesson. Have you ever heard of Palo Santo? It's wood from a tree that grows in Ecuador, in Peru, and the Yucatan Peninsula in Mexico. Its literal translation is holy wood. It was originally used by the Incans, who saw it as spiritual and medicinal. It's kind of like a sage equivalent. It's burned as an energy cleanser. Native Americans burned sage, the Incans burned Palo Santo. If you're stressed, if you're angry, if you're feeling low, you're just feeling kind of uneasy, burning Palo Santo is said to carry, literally carry that negative energy out and bring positive energies in. According to modernohm.co, Ecuador and Peru Palo Santo has been traditionally used as a natural repellent against mosquitoes and other flying insects. Sign me up. 
From an ecological standpoint, the harvesting of Palo Santo is very cool. The wood comes from naturally fallen trees and branches that lie dead for anywhere from four to 10 years before they're harvested. Science backs the impact of Palo Santo. High concentrations of limonene and aterpenol terpenes are present in Palo Santo. What did I just say? Well, if you're an essential oil buff, you know that a terpene is the extract from a plant that's used to make essential oils. So those specific terpenes that are present in Palo Santo have anti-inflammatory compounds in them and can make the body go into relaxation mode. Ah, relaxation mode. And on that note, let's dive into my conversation with Lauren Laschak on easy ways for high-achieving women to start slowing down and trusting their intuition. Welcome, welcome, Lauren. I'm so, so, so excited to talk to you today. I'm so happy to be here, Maria. Thank you. I uh, So Lauren is my business coach, and this theme that I have kind of been harping on through this podcast of slowing down and not starting my day with just like, oh, I've got to finish everything. I have you to thank for, <laughs> for this discovery because before we started working together, you know, I said this before, I would start my day and just be like, all right, I've got X amount of hours and I've got to pack every bit of that in and I have no time to waste and we've got to just go. And so life is much different now uh, <laughs> for the better. And, you know, it was you who kind of put that bug in my ear of, okay, let's just start with like 10 minutes and mm -hmm. here are all of the different things that, that can come from it. Mm, it makes my heart so happy to hear that. <laughs> and also it was you, it wasn't me, you know, it was your, <laughs> it was your inner wisdom. It was what you knew that you needed. You just need a little push, a reminder of what you already knew. So it is really cool to see the ways that you have shifted and grown through really seeing that through for the long run. Cause I think when people hear that, we immediately get this feeling of, Oh yeah, that feels, that feels good in my body. Just hearing that. And then we might try it or like dabble in it, but we don't make it a daily practice or ritual for ourselves. And I think that doing that over time is where you really see sort of the, the most bang for your buck, if you will, because it just resonates throughout your entire life, not just your business. So it's, it's very cool to witness that in you. Yes. And it's even, you know, some days today was one of those days, like, do I really have time for this? And mm -hmm. those are the days where you really, really should, right? Because you know, yeah. you have a lot going on that day and you're like, I don't want to flavor every single thing that I have going on today with this like undercurrent, uh, da -da -da -da, uh, you know, that's a great way to say it, flavor it because <laughs> you do, you end up sprinkling it everywhere. And that's the thing that we, we think it's no big deal to be slow and still and give ourselves time and space, but it, it really is huge. And it's like, it's kind of an old saying, you wake up in the morning and you stub your toe and then the rest of the day is downhill. And the so same true. thing is true because you're setting your energy for the day. And that really, um, you know, sort of resistant, um, I almost get like a wiggling feeling throughout my body, like holding that energy throughout the day is really hard to sustain. And it's felt on the other end too, by those around us and in relationship with us. So it actually serves all to start from a really, really held still, 
um, supported space. Yes, 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 Mm -hmm. for sure. Well, I know just by knowing you, you know, you are a high achieving woman that helps other high achieving women. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, I, I want our listeners to know, you know, have you, have you always been like this or what is it? I know you spend a lot of time in nature. Like, what is it that, that made you slow down and, and how do you kind of incorporate it into your day? Yeah. Okay. So should I give the whole story? <laughs> you give as much as you want. Okay. Um, or, or, well, or, think- or you can, you can say, you know, when in terms of sure. in your entrepreneurial career, Yeah. I mean, I I do think the story is important. So for myself, yes, definitely. I've been a higher, high achiever, straight A student, perfectionist since I was a child. Um, and really into my twenties and thirties, like I was always a very multi-passionate go-getter doing all the things, showing up in all the places, you know, I've already fast forwarded, but I'm even thinking in my mind right now, like in high school, I remember like being, you know, the vice president of student council and also a cheerleader and also in theater. Acting. Just, like, yes. Acting. Yeah. Like all over the place. Right. Cause I just really wanted to show up in all the places. And I pushed myself a lot to do that. I know that now because mm-hmm. of a lot of work that I've done, especially in human design. Um, I'm a projector. And we don't really have a ton of energy all day. We have really good energy for a short amount of time, but not energy that's sustainable all day, like like yourself as a manifesting generator or as a generator. But I didn't know that then. So I was just constantly showing up and proving myself in all the places. And up until my 30s, I still did that. I did that mostly through my work, I would say. Um you know, I've been an entrepreneur for 12 plus years. I've owned multiple businesses, um, four of which I still have founded or co-founded with partners. And two of those were created from a place of go, grip, rush, do, um, um, just a very striving place. And for myself, it wasn't until, well, the catalyst was in 2019, I was pregnant with my third child and that just like, didn't slow me down at all. I had, I had a whole coaching community and businesses that I ran and a podcast and live events and a book club. And I was showing up on television and, um, you know, as speaker in places. And, you know, I just really kept saying like, this is my third, like (laughs) I've I mean, the mama's out there. I'm sure you can understand. It's like, I've been here, done that. Like I, I've got many t-shirts and I'm good. Like I'm totally good. And, um, you know, I will preface this next part because I think it's really important to share. Um, and it's a big part of my work now. So I'm sure we'll talk about it in other facets that I am going to speak to child loss. And so if anyone feels triggered by even hearing that disclaimer, you know, please, by all means, this is your invitation to just pause and listen when, when you're available for this conversation. Thank you for that. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, and so in 2019, um, in the fall of 2019, September, I woke up, I was about 32 weeks pregnant and my hand hit my belly and I just knew Like, I just knew something wasn't right. And our motherly instinct is so strong. And I ended up later that day giving birth to my stillborn son, Ben. 
and it completely shook my whole world. And for the first time in my life, nobody could rush me. (laughs) I just was so still and so broken, really. I think that's the right word. I just stopped everything that I was doing and everything that I could hand off to a business partner. I did. And everything that was solely mine, it just sort of fell apart. And it was the first time in my life that I had ever just, I really just did nothing. (laughs) You know, there's, there was nothing super exciting there other than the real healing work that was necessary to recover from such a devastating loss. I think as a mom, as a, as a woman, you can feel that in the depths, you know, of your soul, of your body, of your womb space, like that's a tough one. And so, um, I'm very grateful to previous versions of myself that did sort of, I don't want to say hustle. Cause I was never really a hustler, but was a high achiever. Um, because I did create things that sustained some space and time for me to heal. Right. And, God, I've met so many women since, and I've had so many, I've had the privilege of having so many conversations with women who have moved through loss and they don't have that, you know, they don't get to be still, they, you know, leave their child at the hospital and go to work the next week. And it breaks my heart just saying that. And so, um, I'm very grateful that I had the space. Um, but yeah, it was the first time in my life that I, I have didn't do much and, gosh, I could hear myself for the first time ever. Like not the version of Lauren that was really holding herself to a high standard or trying to prove herself or be the best daughter, sister, friend, community leader, like just my soul. Like I could hear my soul and what it yearned for. And I was really surprised to find that it was really asking for me to slow down all along. Like slow living has really been a calling for me for a long time, but I couldn't see it or hear it. And to be quite honest, you know, after that six months, I kind of fell right back into good old Lauren that was doing it in a different way and creating things from a different space, much more from a um, healer perspective, right? I got yoga certified and trauma informed and I became a breathwork facilitator and created a retreat community for women to, you know, remove themselves from their everyday lives so they could come back home to themselves. But I was still doing it somewhat in a way that was fast and rushed a bit. And, um, about a year after that, I had a total breakdown in my, my master shower, my newly renovated shower that, uh, I just remember laying on the floor and staring at these hexagon tiles that I wanted so badly. And just thinking, why did I want this? Like, why did I want any of this? What am I doing? And I'll be honest. I was really a mess that summer. I made bad business decisions. I, I had wrong hires. I broke friendships. I disappointed people. Um, but mostly because I just wasn't the old version of me. And I was trying so hard to sustain her because she was all I knew. Like she, she was my way. Like that was my way of being at the time. Mm -hmm. And that, um, breakdown was really my, my breakthrough 
because it was like the catalyst for me to, again, reinvent myself and really look at the ways that, you know, I was sort of broken um, and that I wanted to live differently. And so I really started to create and live and be from a much more present place. And um, that's not to say that I still don't like show up in a lot of places. And, you know, I have definitely, there's a calling on my soul to have a, a wildly impactful life and business. And I, I still do that, but I do it in a way where it still feels like I'm standing firmly in the grounding that I desire, you know, and yeah, there's many ways that I'm sure we'll get into that, that you can do that and you can discover for yourself. But I think for me, it started with just giving myself permission to slow down and to live a slow life. And it took a lot of release work and ceremony and ancestral work and oh, all of the amazing, beautiful modalities that are out there that I never knew of before. Like I got to discover them and take my time with them. And I'm, I'm grateful now, um, you know, that it, it was the hardest part of my journey thus far. And yet it's made me who I am. And so here we are today. I, I thank you by the way, for sharing that story, but it's, it can be hard, right? Because if we have these identities of achieving and performance and what's next, it, it's not all bad. Mm. Uh, it can be exciting because you can, you're excited about whatever it is you're doing or some of it at least. Cause I think there's kind of a difference between, all right, I've got a jam packed day because I have to do these things versus mm. I ha there are all these things that I really want to do that I'm really excited to do. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you had that part of you where you were bouncing back and you're like, okay, I'm trying to be this old version of Lauren because that's what I knew. And mm -hmm. now, you know, now you, that you've had that space and you've, and you've kind of stopped that, that, that rush and that what's next, mm -hmm. it's, it's been so different. Yeah. I, you know what I'm hearing, what's coming through as you're saying this is like, I just didn't understand what my natural pace was. Like, that's the truth. I, I, everything that I had learned, there was such a deep imprint on my, my heart and my soul and my being of like, this is what equals success. This mm. is what equals impact. This is what equals being seen and heard. And I never really stopped to look at like, okay, all of that can be true for somebody, but is that true for me? Like, what is my natural pace? What is my rhythm? And two tools that have helped me the most that I, you know, share with my clients now in our containers together and in our masterminds and on retreats. And I'm so excited to share with you and your audience, because these have been life-changing for me have been number one, human design and number two, cycle syncing. And those two things really helped me understand the way that I, as a female and as a projector in human design, have actually been created and the energy that I actually have that is available for myself and others and learning, 
you know, in and of itself that I'm a projector, for those of you that don't know human design that well, like projectors are only about 20% of the population. And we live in a world of manifesting generators, which is Maria <laughs> and generators. And, you know, there are, there are also reflectors and manifestors, but they're even a smaller population than myself. And so I live in a world that is, um, that operates from a place of high energy, available energy, go do, see it through, start and finish it. And that's not my design. Yeah. Yeah. That is so not my design. So one of the major things that I learned was that I have really, really, um, a great quality of energy, but a small quantity. So I only need like three hours to do what someone might do in eight hours, which is hilarious because I think back to the days when I did have a nine to five or even as a school in, in school thinking like, why are we doing this all day? Like my work is done. Like I can remember like getting work done in like two hours and like reading blogs for the rest of the day. And, and I just couldn't understand why are you guys still working? Like we're good here. All is complete for the day. And learning that about myself has been hugely impactful because now, I mean, I might still work while my children are at school for eight hours, but I might spend four of those hours just getting myself into a centered place, walking out in nature, having a very sacred morning routine, lighting my candles, pulling my cards, doing some ancestral release work, which we can talk about because that's been, you know, wildly impactful for me. Um, but like I, until I get myself to a place of alignment and, and, um, connectivity, like I don't want to show up in places. I don't want to have this podcast interview. I don't want to be on a mastermind call with a group of women leading them and showing them the way and having no energy available for them. Like I have to get myself into that very aligned space. And so I've been working that way for the past year and a half and, my business is different. My life is different. My relationships are different. My, um, my, the amount of self-love that I have for myself has dramatically increased because I just understand myself better. And my natural, my natural pace is pretty slow and that's okay. Like it actually really serves me, really serves me. Yes. I think like what you said, finding your natural pace is huge. And listeners, for those of you who aren't familiar with human design, um, we're having Elizabeth Lewis on the podcast in a few weeks, who I know that you know, who is like my human design guru. Um, But it's true. Like we as women have a different pace and it can go layers and layers beneath that um, in terms of your human design or other factors. But what it comes down to is even if you are a generator, even if you have that go, go, go just inherently, you still need that space. And that space mm. can be a bunch of different things. Um, mm-hmm. It's just a matter of finding what feels right and then seeing what comes through. I mean, when you have that blank space in your brain, I think that's when ideas come together. That's when you think, oh, I actually need help with this. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think we actually spend a lot of time fighting our inner wisdom by doing, by checking off the list. And as you mentioned, Elizabeth, you know, Elizabeth and I co-founded a retreat community community together called Retreat to Reclaim. And what's interesting is she's a generator. So she, her natural pace is sort of fast, at least faster 
Um, she likes to put more on her plate. She, you know, will finish a retreat and she's like, let's do it again. She would do a retreat like back to back and I'm dead for a week. <laughs> like, you know, so it's, it's, it's interesting too, to see like, you know, those that you surround yourself with, whether they're a business partner or a life partner or a friend, their energy impacts you. And for the two of us, I have to remind her constantly, it's okay to slow down. It's okay to say no. It's okay to have a, have a day or a week where you're not the shiniest object in the room. You know, generators have very sparkly energy. You'll feel it when you listen to their, you know, her interview, it's like, oh, you're, they're very attractive, but then we can hold ourselves sometime to that standard of that's who I have to show up as I'm the leader. I'm the light. I'm, I'm the biggest voice in the room. And, you know, we don't always have to do that, right? We can really listen in and ask ourselves, like, what do I need right now? What would serve me most right now? What would really help me just like sink into what I actually deeply desire? And I think that we wear a lot of veils, um, you know, just so much learning from childhood till however old you are. It's like, oh, there's so many veils that have to be removed in order for us to understand who the heck we actually are and what that looks like. And there's so many tools out there. And I just love that you're bringing some of these tools <laughs> to the masses because they have to be spoken about. And once they are discovered, like some will land with you and some you're like, eh, that's fine. You know, like some people, um, Elizabeth loves sound baths. I fall asleep every time. <laughs> I'm like, it just doesn't serve me as much as other things. Right. But then I get to take the things that really speak to my soul um, daily. And that is the work. I, I know we've been talking about this in our mastermind as well. Um, and I'm actually, I've been speaking about it in, a, in another mastermind that I lead, which is like yeah, a lot of times, especially as women, you know, we, we really take whatever is happening on the outside world and we internalize it, right? We make it yes. mean something about us. So whether that's something as small as like the weather, right? We're in winter season right now. It can be tougher. It should be really, um, you know, caring and there should be still time slowness in winter, but we don't always honor that. And so sometimes even as far as like the weather not being great, you know, is going even farther as my business isn't doing as well right now. Those are all things that are happening externally, but as women, you know, we've just been brainwashed for thousands and thousands of centuries to believe that our external world is equivalent to our internal world. And we make it mean something about us clearly, you know, I'm not smart enough. I'm not brave enough. I'm not the best. I've what, what business have I created? Maybe I have to change the direction, like all of these things. And really all we need to do is focus on our inner work. All we need to do is slow down and take some time to be still, to release what's necessary, to pick up what we actually need and to just really hone in on what our wisdom has to, to teach us and guide us. And that's the biggest work of all. And I think especially, you know, because this is also a business community, it's so important to say that a lot of times when you find yourself seeking externally, right, for a program, a coach, a retreat, all of these really beautiful resources, it still begs the question of, like, am I reaching for something outside of me when the yes. answer is right here within me? And then <laughs> as, long, as, as long as you know that answer, you still go do those things because they are guides, they're 
I say to you guys all the time, like, I don't know everything guys. I'm just here to like, ask you better questions so you can hear yourself. So put yourself in those positions in those rooms, just like creative soul sisterhood. It's like you go to like, kind of pull things out of you, but they're there. They're already there. You just might not be able to hear them as clearly in this certain season. Yes. I, I learned that lesson just kind of reflecting on last year and investing in this course and, and, and this person and that person. And, uh, I'm just trying to learn new things, right. Or, or even, you know, something as simple as an audiobook, like ingesting all of these things <laughs> when actually maybe what I need to do is just turn it all off for a second <laughs> for and sure. listen to my inner wisdom and trust, yeah. trusting intuition. That's a huge, I think that's a huge thing mm. that many of us don't even think about. Um, yeah. because especially as, you know, high achievers, I don't know. Intuition isn't part of the equation. Achieving mm. is kind of a masculine what has been a masculine thing. And so I would love for you to say, or to speak to, you know, for those of us who might be looking outside at different standards, quote unquote, of mm -hmm. what's success or what's achievement, like what's step one, if there is a step one that you can tell someone who is out there and is trying to figure out what success means, what's step one to kind of living a slower life when you're a high achiever? Mm -hmm. Well, what comes through the strongest for me is defining for yourself what that means, right? Because I don't know what step one is for you and your particular design and pace and rhythm and how far you are in your feminine or your masculine, you know, I don't know. It's so specific. It's so individualized and really knowing the answer to your question of like, what does success mean for me? right now in this season, because I would have answered that question completely differently, you know, especially, you know, nine years ago before I had my first child compared to now, right? Like they're so different. Um, but in addition to that, just to speak to the intuitive part, be willing to allow that part of you be heard and be a part of the equation of your answer. And I think in order to do that, you have to step a little further into your sacred feminine. Like you have to create some space for wisdom. And this, this applies to men too. You know, they have just as much feminine energy, if not more sometimes than us. Um, and I don't really think I stepped into my sacred feminine or divine feminine. I think that word is getting a little bit more overused these days. So I really love the word sacred feminine. Um, until after my breakdown, <laughs> that was like probably like a year and a half ago when I started really putting myself in places and spaces where we were accessing that kind of work. And that's been huge because success, I think both prior for me was majorly defined by even the sacred masculine. It's nothing, there's nothing wrong or bad about that, but you know, my, my dad was an entrepreneur growing up. I was listening to like Jim Rohn and Zig Ziglar and all of these really amazing, but also male white male figures. And that was my learning of what success was, of what personal development was, of what life coaching was and business coaching. And in just the, like, probably the last year and a half, I've allowed myself to be led by women who are really teaching from their feminine. And trust me, they all have just enough masculine to get shit done. 
and <laughs> to make good money, you know, it's like, it's, it's all there. It's just a balance of it. Um, but I think one of the best ways to do that is to immerse yourself into in it, go to a workshop, go to a retreat. You know, if, if one of the, um, if one of the creative soul sisterhood, you know, mm -hmm. no topics is sacred feminine, like that'd be so cool because I don't think we're talking about it enough. I think there's an uprising of it right now, but if you're not as if you're not fully open to it, if your heart is not really open to it, you might be like, yeah, okay. You dabble a little bit, but you don't really, um, make it a part of your business plan. And I think it wasn't until I made it a part of my business plan that my business shifted and grew and attracted many more clients who were interested in it because we need it. And that's how you create a business of ease and flow. Those are all feminine qualities. Like we don't have to push the river. And I think when you're in your masculine, you're often pushing, if not trying to like hold it back because yes. right. This is the way I'm supposed to do it. This is the way I was told. This is the way so-and-so is doing it. And it, I will say, it's funny too, because I look at some of my former mentors who might, might not even have known they were my mentors, right. Just like people I really adored in the space. And I look at them now and I'm like, Whoa, they're like really in their masculine. And most of them are generators and yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, how was I ever comparing myself to them? Like, I am not even the same soul, like not even close. And so any of that work where you can get sort of close, you know, I, I say it all the time. It's like, we got to come back home to ourselves and listening to this podcast is great. It's a resource. And also there are times where no input is great. And your wisdom is the only resource that you need. And that's the work, you know, that's the biggest work of all. And we often avoid it because there's a lot of stuff in there. <laughs> there's a yes. lot of shadow work to be done and it's not easy. And it can be, it can feel easier to just enter the programs that are like, let me show you how to do this. Here's your five-step process. Here's how to make seven figures. You know, all of this very shiny stuff we see, especially on social media. And it's like, you can try all of that, but if you're not connected, like in here, in your heart center here in your intuition, like it's, it's probably not going to work for you, or it's going to take a heck of a lot longer and you're going to create a ton more resistance. So why not just yes. release, just release it all and try it your way. Yes. And trusting your intuition, you know, doesn't necessarily mean leaving. I think, I think we are influenced by, like you said, we're bombarded by the masculine and like the Tony Robbinses, by the way, who I love. And I would, yeah. I, I would say like, this doesn't mean abandoning the masculine completely. We need a healthy balance and, we do. and it, uh, my healthy balance might be different than yours. It might be different than someone else's. So it's just keeping your mind open to learn about more about the feminine and incorporating it into our high achieving yeah. lives yeah. so that we can start to find what balance feels good. Totally. I, I'm thinking of this as you're saying that first of all, Tony Robbins is great. He's like one of my first mentors. I actually had an opportunity to like see him in person and, you know, high five him and he's awesome. Yes. But also like by the end of the day, I was dead. I was yes. like, how many I'm days? Sure. What? Like I couldn't even, but also because I was like allowing myself to, again, to be so clear, this is no longer my rhythm. Like this ain't it for me. It's for somebody, but it's not for me. But here's the other thing that came through when you're speaking of those two things. What I think can often happen when you're really in your mouth 
is you go very much into your logical sort of strategic side of your brain and you have to make sense of everything. Mm, And as you, yeah, as you know, I say to you guys all the time, we don't have to make sense of everything, but we do have to make sensation. We do have to feel it in our bodies. There has to be a really deep connection. And that's when you know, it's right. That's your intuition speaking to you. And here's a great example of that. Last year, very quietly and behind the scenes, I created a healing affirmation card deck. And I remember getting the hit for this. And my son, Ben, my angel son, he told me to do it. He was like, Hey, this is what you're doing. Like, this is my work in the world, but I'll let you be the shepherd of it. (laughs) I was like, okay, if I must. Um, but I was just like, I was available for it, you know? And for a year he would just, I would do my morning routine. I would let him send me affirmations. I would write them down and I would try not to make sense of them all the time because, you know, there's that part of your brain that's like, okay, but who is this going to help? And who's reading this? And like, and I just didn't let myself go there. It was like, okay, this is what you're telling me. I'm going to write it down. And after a year, well, actually after about six months, we completed it. I found an illustrator. Um, we went through that process. I went through the amazing trademarking process. (laughs) You're the best. I couldn't have done it without you. And I found a printer and it was really important for me to have it printed in the United States and locally. And like just so many beautiful humans have touched this deck along the way. And when I went to share it with the world, because again, like I had just, it was just my thing. It was my work with Ben. I didn't need anyone to help me make sense of it. I just knew I had to do it. And when I went to share it with the world, that part of me, that very masculine part of me was like, well, wait, how does this fit into your brand? How does this fit into your work Mm. in the world? Like, how are you going to make sense of this? And I fought that for a little while of being like, here I am, I'm a business coach. And also I have this healing, healing affirmation card deck. Like, how does this make sense? How do I sell this? Do I need to make that its own brand? Right? Like my, my brain, like really wanted to like sit down, create a map, you know, have, have perfect copy and just everything had to make sense. And Gosh, finally, and from the outside, looking at looking in from my perspective, it was like, oh, this totally makes sense. <laughs> right. <laughs> This is how our brains work though, right? It's like, we compartmentalize ourselves all the time. I think it was that part of me. I'm always fighting that part of me because I want it to just be so clear to others. And I finally just like gave way to my sacred feminine, which was like, this is my art. This is my creation. This is Ben's work in the world. I'm just going to like share it. I'm going to bring it to retreats. I'm going to have it at my healing circles. And it just is what it is. Like, I, I don't have to make a whole thing of it. Like, and I really believe like, that's my sacred feminine. That's my, that's my intuition. That is again, my artistry. And I'm not an artist. Like I can't draw a stick figure, (laughs) you know, it's, it, it doesn't really make sense in the logical way of the word, but as you said, it does. And it, it becomes more clearly over time because since then, you know, yes, I'm, I'm a business coach, but when I show up in circles, when I hold healing circles for women who have moved through loss, when I hold retreats, I always say to people, I, you know, when they say, what do you do? I say, I'm a healer. No, I'm Mm. a healer. And I do that work through 
my business coaching, my retreats, and my deck. And I really believe all my clients, you included, you're all healers. We just don't necessarily feel comfortable declaring that in public, but you are. And I believe anyone listening to this, you are, you are a healer, even if that's, you know, your work in the world or in your home, like we're all doing really beautiful feminine healing work. And I think, you know, being able to claim that and for myself, I think reclaim that because I think it's been a part of just past lives for me. Like just knowing that is who I am has felt like just, it's given me full permission to just let it all make sensation. And the moment it doesn't, it's just not right for me. And I have to call myself out on that and just be honest with myself. That's that, that's my old way of doing business. And we don't do that anymore, Lauren, period. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. (laughs) I want to talk for, you know, another hour about all of this with you because I know we could go in so many directions. Um, but I think maybe to put a little bow on this for now, um, you know, we talked about human design, we talked about trusting your intuition and maybe creating metrics, even though that word by itself is kind of like a masculine word, but (laughs) to figuring out what success means for you, shutting Mm. everything off and maybe getting quiet and figuring out what does, what does success look like for me? And maybe why, um, Mm. because that why could maybe open up, you know, whether it's truly your metric for success or it's something that you're watching someone else do. Mm -hmm. Is there anything that I'm forgetting in terms of just initial steps for, a high achieving woman that maybe wants to start living a slower life. Sinking into this one. There's so many. I know there's so many. <laughs> there's so many. Um, I think one of the simplest ways that have been most impactful for me has been creating that morning ritual for mm, myself. Yes. And you don't have to feel super spiritual to do this. It can look like whatever you need it to look like. But for myself, and I've created a little altar, which is just this really pretty piece of wood. My mom gifted for, you know, Christmas or something for me. She probably meant for it to have like fruit in the middle of my island. And now (laughs) it holds, holds, you know, all my, just, just like my deck and a candle and some flowers from certain occasions that I've been to and a picture of myself as a child and my gram, my grandma, because I feel like she does all my work with me. And I just like take that into my sitting room and, um, I put on some music. I light a candle. I say everything I feel like I need to release. And mostly, you know, I'll usually do this with a thing of tea. I really love my tea and I've been implementing tea ceremonies into my day, but you can, again, this is just whatever you need it to be. But I find it fun to have something again, like that somatic touch is like really feeling it as related to my body. So I like to like take a thing of tea and a teacup and I'll pour and I'll just say what I'm releasing. So Mm. I'm releasing anxiousness today. I'm releasing fear that my program isn't going to sell out. I'm releasing doubt that I said the wrong thing to my child this morning, like anything that I just have to get out of my system. 
And then I'll hold the cup and I'll say like what I'm taking in as I'm sipping. So I'm taking in courage. I'm taking in stability. I'm taking in knowing I'm taking in trust. So it's like that release out and then attracting in what I desire. And it doesn't have to take long. Like, yeah, I can make it a whole thing and it's really fun, but it could be 10 minutes, you know, and it's just a simple way to connect, to, to slow down. Cause that's really what it's doing. Right. It's like forcing you in a, what I think is a fun way. Cause I make it kind of ceremonial and I have the music going. There's just so many connecting points, right? You can smell, you can hear, you can touch, you can taste. And that's presence work. And that's how I get present every single day with myself. I recognize what needs to go and what needs to, and, um, it's just like a simple drop in and reminds me that like, I'm here, I'm whole, I'm, I'm seeing myself. And I think that could be a really great way to start as an ambitious woman, because we don't usually do that. You know, we do tend to rush and get ready for the day so that others can see us a certain way and show up in places so that others hear us a certain way. And, this is work that's just devoted to you. And that's where you start devotion to self in the smallest of ways. And then it grows over time, right? Saying yes to a retreat is a huge devotional act of love for yourself and everyone that surrounds you because they end up feeling it too. But I would say, start there, start just whatever small thing. And again, that could look like you sitting in your car and just taking a few really deep breaths putting your heart, you know, your hand on your heart and just like feeling yourself here in this space and time start there. And then you'll find it a little easier to move the big things, start with the small things. And then the big things, they'll just shift in time on their own. For sure. And it doesn't have to be first thing in the morning either to be a a morning ritual. I mean, I think I do mine at like 1030, (laughs) you know, after, after breakfast, after the kids are, you know, occupied all of that. Those days of like a morning routine at 5am again, created by men, not happening. (laughs) For me, it's more of like a yeah nine, 10 o'clock. It's perfect. Yes. It's perfect. Um, Well, I'm going, I'm going to leave a link for your beautiful deck in the show notes, Um, but tell everyone where they can find you and follow along with you. Yeah. Thank you for leaving that. You can find me at laurenlastcheck.com. Last check looks a lot harder than it sounds. So I'm sure it'll be in the show notes. Yes, you can also yes. find me on Instagram at I am underscore Lauren. Lauren is with a Y. And I was also thinking I will share a link with you if it's okay, Maria, to my presence challenge, which is like, yes. uh, just like a, you know, a challenge you can do on your own time at your own pace. I think that's a beautiful place to start just to really understand like, how present am I actually, how, how much am I rushing through my life? This will be um, such a mirror for you. So I'll share Absolutely. That you. Thank you. That would be a great resource. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm so, I just want to say this out loud. I'm so proud and <laughs> honored to be witness to your work in the world. It's, it's big, it's bigger than, I know, you know it, but, and you can feel it, but like, <laughs> It's just, I can feel it so deeply for you. And I just love witnessing you in it. So thank you, Maria, for doing what you're doing. It's going to change the world. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. Thank you for saying that. (laughs) Well, um, thank you, Lauren. And all of you take a look at the links in the show notes for more with Lauren. And also um, 
Lauren's uh, retreat to reclaim business. I'll drop a link to that as well, because that's another way, like Lauren said, you can kind of give yourself some space. Um, but for those initial steps, uh, look at that presence challenge as well. So thank you, Lauren. Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh my goodness. So much goodness in that conversation with Lauren. Like I said, we could have talked for another hour about different ways that high achieving women can start slowing down and start trusting their intuition. I think that was a huge piece of our conversation. So I hope that you enjoyed that. If it, if you got any little nugget from it, I hope that you will subscribe, that you will rate and leave a review for the show so that I can keep on doing this. Oh my goodness. It's so much fun. I love bringing this information to you so thank you for being here and i'll see you next time this episode was brought to you by the legal apothecary hey that's my business i'm a licensed attorney and my practice is the legal apothecary which is a female forward holistic legal service for creative women that want to focus on growing their influence and their gifts and part of the legal apothecary is the legal apothecary library where i sell easy to follow contract templates for you to use in your business as a podcast listener use code podcast for a 22 percent discount on any of the contract kits that you find in the legal apothecary library link in the show notes